the mystery of God who is Christ one. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers, so that you may not be conceited, Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written. Row 1125-26. Now to him who is able to establish you be my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all nations might believe and other obey him, to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Row 1625 25-27. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but not have love then I am nothing. 1 CR 13-2. And He made known to us the mystery of His will according to this good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and earth together under one head, even Christ. Episode 1-9-10. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of His power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now through the Church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to His eternal purpose which accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Episode 3-7-11. See also Episode 619, CL 126-27, 413-2TH 2-7, 1TM 3-16. In Greek thought, a mystery was one who was steeped in cultic practices that were a secret society, to which those secrets would be divulged to its adherents the higher they get the more secrets would be revealed of even deeper than the previously given. In other times it was a religion sect for political reasons in which they worked behind the backdrop of their day as this mystery was defined by such secret societies in which knowledge was given to only the initiates. Though this did mean something totally unknowable, to which Gnosticism was another application of false teachings on the other side of this revealed mystery in the Holy Scriptures. In this according to the Word of God we see not something revealed to upper management, or to only a few, but in the nature of the fullness of God being revealed in Christ. This mystery is one of unfolding through the ages, and in the fullness of time Christ came in the flesh. To which all other false religions deny. When we see this mystery in Christ we see this in the light of the Scriptures colon 2. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 2 CR 3:18. Thus as we see the mystery of Christ as a revelation of the fullness of God, continuously unveiling the fullness of God in ever-increasing glory for the saints are given over to this fullness to produce the works of Christ which were finished before the foundation of the world. Now, being revealed, being continually revealed and always to which the saints give witness. However, when Paul uses the word mystery he has applied the understanding that Christ was not known in the old, but was only revealed as he came in the flesh and manifested the will of God in his working of miracles, his words and teachings, his choosing his disciples and in his death, burial, and resurrection from the dead. This mystery is the unveiling of Christ who was the fullness of the Father and the work for which he brought forth his only begotten Son three. Thus when we see this mystery namely Christ, we are to identify that the Gospel is launched through us to glorify the Son of Man. Herein is the mystery revealed, in you the Christian, specifically as you reveal Him to the world in sharing the Gospel with all mankind. Herein we see we are invited in the work of Christ that has been finished since the foundation of the Word. Now we see Him, not completely but one that is every increasing in glory. For the Spirit of Christ works in us, to empower us to fully accomplish the task Christ was called, sent into the world, 
clothed in flesh. The glory of the Son of God by the Father from the eternal ages past to the ages eternal forever and ever. To understand this outline is to see the central pillar of every created sphere is because Jesus' love for the Father was a crucifying love of His own glory, of His own Godhead of even His own praise and His own worship, within the Holy Trinity and to crucifying love was forever so that Christ is the same yesterday, crucified in eternity past, today, crucified in His earthly ministry, and forever, crucified in eternity future. When we see this then all things fall into their right place both theologically, judicially and spiritually to fulfill all righteousness. 1. The mystery of God has begun, the unfolding of God's arena to glorify His only begotten. 2. Christ in His divine kenosis love for His heavenly Father eternally crucifies His own glory as God for His total will is fulfilled in this divine kenosis love 1. 3. Eternity with the Trinity in intimate divine kenosis love fellowship. Some refer to this as eternity past, however with the one true God there is no past present future for it all is one to Him. 4. To understand when the first increment of time began is in the same blip of understanding when Christ was crucified before the foundation of the world. 5. The clock that is all of creation measured the first second of time. The reference here is time that is a measured quantity of one more second till that continues till that measured quantity or blip is ended. 6. The crucifixion of Christ before the foundation of the world. The understanding placed here, is not a time reference or even an eternal reference of when we only know through the Holy Word of God of its placement by definition that it indeed happened before, and because of that all things came to pass. 2. 7. The Father calling the Son to proceed from both Him and the Holy Spirit. 8. The Son of God out of His replete three love for the Father accepts the will of Him who sent Him. 9. The Son willingly accepts to become the Savior of the world out of love for the Father. 10. The Father glorifies the Son by commissioning Him to bring forth all things to glorify the Son through the Spirit then to the Father. 11. The Son is given the blueprints for all realms, mental physical spiritual, all kingdoms, plants animals, spheres, all forces of nature, to govern all systems so created. 12. The Son then brings forth that blueprint into reality. 13. The Father sends forth the Son to be glorified. 14. The Son brings forth the Word of God spoken. 15. The Son brings forth the Word of God written. 16. The Son brings forth grace into the Old Testament. 17. The Son creates all the created spheres of the creation covenant. 18. The Son brings forth the Spirit to breathe life on the earth. 19. The Son brings forth the seven days of the creation week. 20. The Son works in the Old Testament as the angel of the Lord. 21. The Son brings forth the patriarchs in Israel. 22. The Son brings forth the prophets. 23. The Son brings forth grace into the New Testament. 24. The Son is incarnated with the Holy Spirit from birth. 25. The Son lives by the Holy Spirit's direction, or the Spirit of Christ, to glorify His Father in heaven. 26. The righteous life of the Son proves salvation for all those whom God has chosen to inherit it. 27. The righteous life of the Son validates salvation on all those whom God has chosen to inherit it. 28. The death of the Son pays the penalty for everlasting life that is from God. 29. The burial of the Son establishes faith in everlasting life that is from God. 30. The resurrection of the Son, qualifies the salvation through Christ by His blood being poured out on the altar in heaven. 31. The resurrection of the Son, glorifies and ratifies the Word of God in the Son. 32. The resurrection of the Son, glorifies the Father who raised Him from the dead. 33. The resurrection of the Son, defines everlasting life that is from God.
34. The ascension of the Son, ratifies the sending of the Holy Spirit. 35. The ascension of the Son, qualifies the sending of the Holy Spirit. 36. The ascension of the Son, qualifies the empowering the Holy Spirit in the lives of the disciples. 37. The baptism of the Spirit of Christ brings in the New Testament life in His name. 38. The Spirit of Christ brings forth the Church to glorify the Son. 39. The Spirit of Christ brings forth Christians to glorify Christ in all the fullness of God. 40. The rapture of the Church by Jesus Christ. 41. The wrath of the Son of God in the great tribulation against the nations. 42. The Spirit of Christ in the 144,000 in evangelizing during the great tribulation. 43. The Gospel of Jesus Christ in winning souls during the Great Tribulation for the express glory of the Son of God. 44. The Spirit of Christ represented by the mighty eagle taking the everlasting Gospel, everywhere, to every person in the world in this supernaturally speaking messenger. 45. The Son brings forth the end of the world. 46. The Son of God raises the dead in Christ's first resurrection. 47. The Son of God then raptures all those alive in Christ. 48. The Millennial Reign of Christ. 49. The Judgment Seat of Christ. 50. The Glory of Christ Total Revelation Through the New Testament Saints. 51. The Resurrection of the Old Testament Saints by the Son of God. 52. The Glory of the Christ Revealed Through the Old Testament Saints. 53. The Resurrection of the Dead to be Judged by Christ. 54. The Worship of the Son by all creation in heaven above, on the earth below and underneath the earth. 55. Christ casts the lost into hell with the devil and his angels. 56. Eternity in heaven, the glory of the Christ is completely revealed, down to the last minuscule portion and rewarded. 57. Eternity in heaven, the glory for the Father by the Son is complete. 58. Eternity in heaven, the saints in heaven takes the place of the fallen angels that were under Christ's position for. 59. Eternity in heaven, the saints of God fulfill their possession in accomplishing the full glory and participating in the details of a new heavens. 60. Eternity in heaven, the saints of God in relationship ever increasing forever and ever. 61. Eternity in heaven, the fullness of the glory of the Father through the Spirit and of Christ and the Holy Spirit of God. 62. Eternity in heaven, the Son takes His place in the Father as He was before the creation of the world. 63. The Father's full revelation is made complete for the Son has disclosed the Father's love because He is the Father's love. This love is eternally expressing in Christ. For Christ is the mystery of God. 64. The mystery of God, shall be finished. RV. 228, 2216. One this perfect completeness where no greater can be ascertained in perfect quantity and perfect quality wherein is defined as God who is love, is one where intimacy in its perfect triune Godhead is oneness in God's own nature being God. Herein is this unity, Christ has eternally defined Himself as the only begotten of the Father, for He came from the Father and the Spirit crucifying Himself to expressly exhibit the fullness of this love that is God. For only perfect love can only be definable by God. To all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. Revelation 13 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13 8 NIV. 3 There is no one word or group of words that has the contextual expression of Jesus' love for His Heavenly Father. It is only seen in what Christ says and does, for His love is the expression of why He does the will of Him who sent Him. For the purpose of the saints is to replace the representation, 
from Satan's fall being in some places identified with the same aspects Christ in the Old Testament. Here is the third of the angels that fell. One third were under Michael who was under the Father, the other third under Gabriel who was under the Holy Spirit for the sending forth of the message of the Gospel. If this is correct in its evaluation then the third that fell with Satan, may have been in part to Christ not taking a position of glory to him. This crucified aspect of Christ could be the reason why Satan wanted it and then tried to usurp and lead in a rebellion for that glory for himself. 1 RV 10-7. 2 Mystery on the Word translated as Mystery in New Testament Lexical Aids page 1652. 3 Word made flesh and sent into the world and to die for man's sins, his adoption as sons, heirs and co-heirs with him, and to set up the kingdom of God and to bring many sons into glory and to glorify the Father who sent him and to finish his work.